You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast on this Thursday. That's right. We've almost made it to the end of the week, and uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us today as we have a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. And of course, uh, we want you to um, just 
enjoy not only the broadcast yourself, but help others enjoy the broadcast simply by letting them, uh, you know, get acquainted with uh, everything going on here. And you can do that by sending them a link in the email, or you can put it in the, your Facebook page, um, ever how you use social media. You can use it during that time and send it to them. So uh, help spread the word, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Also, uh, had a great service last night at CAC, great study. It was a study about uh, just literally uh, trying to get our lives focused to where our reputations, you know, uh, guarding our reputation, guarding what we do, what we say, how we act, because we can destroy more in a little bit than we can, you know, uh, trying to build up in a lifetime. So let's uh, guard our reputations. And uh, let's see what else we got. Well, we got some announcements we need to make mention of because we always like to let you know what's going on with CAC and PAC. And, of course, uh, coming up at CAC, we want to uh, remind you that Christmas program sign-up sheet is on the back podium at the church. If you would like to sign up for the Christmas program, please do so. Special recognition going to be uh, September the 10th. That's right, 46 years that me and Sister McKinney have been married. And then uh, CAC is going to have a special speaker on Sunday, September the 17th, and that's going to be Brother Cornelius Harper who is going to be with us, and we're just excited about him being there. And then we're going over to celebrate the 11th anniversary service of Pikeville Apostolic Church, and that will be Sunday, September the 17th at 2 p.m., Brother Cornelius Harper with a cookout following. And right here at CAC Daily ICAST, we're going to celebrate our 10th anniversary, and that will be December the 5th. That's coming up this year. 10th anniversary. We started back in 2013. <laughs> then, of course, we do have prayer requests that we want to make mention of, and uh, we will read the last 10. Uh, let's remember Joyce Estep, Dwayne McCoy, Susan Hackney, Barb Sawyers, Ruby Daniels, Justin Casey, Hannah DeBarge, Kenneth Coleman, Orville Wolford, Tina Justice, and David Dayday Justice. Let's remember all of these in prayer, and ask the Lord to move in a mighty and miraculous way for each and every one of them. If you have a prayer request, you can uh, send those to us, of course, 606-282-4108, or you can send them an email to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we ask the Lord to bless the broadcast today. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to meet together on this platform with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one that is watching today, that if they have needs in their life, that they will look unto you and receive those needs met. I pray, Lord, that you would touch each and every one on our prayer list, those that have needs of healing or provision. We know that you know the uh, reason that they're on the prayer list. And Lord, we're just asking that you would bring healing to them and provision and help in their time of trouble. Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty way for the broadcast today, that you would just bless the broadcast, that it will be a blessing to one and all. Most of all, Lord, we want to lift up your name 
because you are worthy of all praise and all honor. For it's in Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, um, you know, as I said, we had a good study last night. You can go back and watch it if you wasn't able to be there or watch it live when it was uh, happening. You can go back on our archives and watch it. And uh, it was just a uh, study talking about guarding our reputation and how important it is. Uh, Because if we lose our ability to influence others or to, uh, you know, impact others, then we've lost our usefulness. We've lost our usefulness to God. that's, uh, That's a pretty stout statement, but think about it. If you no longer can influence anyone in a way that is um, going to help them look to Jesus, then you have lost your usefulness to the Lord. So uh, let's pray that the Lord will use us, that we will be a, a, um, I don't want to say tool in his hand, but uh, to just be an instrument, I guess would be a better way, an instrument in his hands so that he can use us, uh, you, me, whoever is serving him, use us to reach the world with the word. Well, I'm glad that you've joined us today. And uh, we, uh, as we said, we had our announcements that we gave out. Be sure to mark those down. We want you to be a part of any and all of those. And also coming up, we got our reading in the scripture. We got our uh, uh, one minute with the pastor, 60 seconds with the pastor. you got uh, the Commonwealth Minute, and uh, we might be able to throw even our little, you know, trivia question of the day in there. So uh, why do you say let's get started right now with the reading, and we are reading our way through uh, the, um, the Old Testament at the current time. Uh, we're reading our way through the Old Testament And uh, so once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to go right on into the New Testament. Here we go with 2 Samuel chapter 1. 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 1. Now it came to pass after the death of Saul, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, and David had abode two days in Ziklag. It came even to pass on the third day that, behold, a man came out of the camp from Saul with his clothes rent and earth upon his head. And so it was when he came to David that he fell to the earth and did obeisance. And David said unto him, From whence comest thou? And he said unto him, Out of the camp of Israel am I escaped. And David said unto him, How went the matter? I pray thee, tell me. And he answered, That the people are fled from the battle, and many of the people also are fallen and dead. And Saul and Jonathan his son are dead also. And David said unto the young man that told him, How knowest thou that Saul and Jonathan his son be dead? And the young man that told him said, As I happened by chance upon Mount Gilboa, Behold, Saul leaned upon his spear, and lo, the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. And when he looked behind him, he saw me, and called unto me. And I answered, Here am I. And he said unto me, Who art thou? And I answered him, I am an Amalekite. He said unto me again, 
Stand, I pray thee, upon me, and slay me. For anguish is come upon me, because my life is yet whole in me. So I stood upon him, and slew him, because I was sure that he could not live after that he was fallen. And I took the crown that was upon his head, and the bracelet that was on his arm, and have brought them hither unto my Lord. Then David took hold on his clothes and rent them, and likewise all the men that were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until even, for Saul and for Jonathan his son, and for the people of the Lord, and for the house of Israel, because they were fallen by the sword. And David said unto the young man that told him, Whence art thou? And he answered, I am the son of a stranger, an Amalekite. And David said unto him, How wast thou not afraid to stretch forth thine hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? And David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. And he smote him that he died. And David said unto him, Thy blood be upon thy head. For thy mouth hath testified against thee, saying, I have slain the Lord's anointed. And David lamented with his lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan his son. Also he bade them teach the children of Judah the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. The beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Tell it not in Gath, publish it not in the streets of Ascalon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. Ye mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew, neither let there be rain upon you, nor fields of offerings, for there the shield of the mighty is vilely cast away, the shield of Saul, as though he had not been anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan turned not back, and the sword of Saul returned not empty. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and pleasant in their lives, and in their death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. Ye daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet, with other delights, who put on ornaments of gold upon your apparel. How are the mighty fallen in the midst of the battle? O Jonathan, thou wast slain in thine high places. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. How are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perished? Looks like it's about 74 degrees outside this morning, and looks like that uh, the weather, of course, is going to be another hot one, and it's going to be 94. That's right. It's going to be 94, and, uh, well, yeah, boo, boo. going to feel like 103, and it's going to be partly sunny, humid, and hot. And caution is advised if outside for extended periods of time. So keep that in mind. Then also, uh, we have tomorrow a high of 92, 
going to be partly sunny, hot and humid with a heavy thunderstorm. Damaging winds can accompany heavy downpours. Going to feel like 101 due to the humidity. 80% chance of rain. And then on Saturday, it's going to be an 88% chance of rain. 86 some sun, then turning cloudy with a couple of thunderstorms. Going to be humid. And then on Sunday, well, it looks like it's going to be humid with times of clouds and sun and going to feel like about 89, but uh, back down in the 80s by weekend. Well, that's kind of what it's looking like. And, of course, looking at our radar conditions, you can see that we do have some rain that is headed our way. And uh, we're located right here. And as you can see, uh, we have some Rain that is uh, headed this way from the north, and it's kind of the northwest, but uh, maybe it'll dissipate by the time it gets here because you can see it starting to break up just a little bit across uh, this line right here that uh, you can look at, and about the time it gets to our East Kentucky Hills, it starts breaking up a little bit. So maybe it will. Maybe it won't uh, stick around. But anyway, glad that you've joined us. Hope that you're going to stick around with us for the rest of the broadcast. In fact, it's time for us to do a little something-something we like to do. Have you got a minute? Well, of course you do. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Psalm 68 and verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. In the Hebrew, loadeth implies to put or lay upon something for them to carry. The psalmist reminds us that serving the Lord has benefits, daily benefits, in which he loads us up. Without the Lord, a heavy load of weight and sin is placed upon the lost, when we give our life to the Lord, He loads us up with benefits. Which load would you rather carry? And if you got a minute, well, you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. And that was uh, an episode recorded way back in the day. That was probably in March of uh, 2021 that was recorded we got to get some new material recorded. But uh, right now, it is uh, the end of the month. And the end of the month, i got to do radio broadcasts and two television broadcasts for the whole month of September. So, yeah, I've got a lot going on the last of the month uh, to get everything ready for the month that's coming up. So, with that said... And uh, it's, uh, like I say, got a little rain that could just come our way. But uh, hopefully it'll stay away. Rain, rain, go away, come again some other day. Remember that? Yeah, that's what we said when we was kids.
Yes, it is. What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, for what activity... Was Dorcas admired? For what activity was Dorcas admired? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Yesterday's trivia question was simply this. How many times in total did the Israelites march around Jericho? How many times in total did the Israelites march around Jericho during the seven-day siege of of, uh, Jericho? Well, out of those that participated, it looks like, uh, let's see, Thirty-three percent got it correct. Oh, oh come on now, that's good. Thirty-three percent, and uh, the correct answer, of course, was thirteen times they went around Jericho. A lot of people uh, guessed seven times, but you got to remember they went around once a day for six days, and then the seventh day seven times. So six plus seven. It's 13, and 33% of you got it correct. So thank you for being a part of the uh, trivia question uh, for yesterday. And uh, today, you can get it right. For what activity was Dorcas admired? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Let's see if we can't do this. Squeeze this in. This is uh, the Commonwealth Minute. And it's by Commonwealth Policy Center. So here we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. A recent study revealed that Kentucky ranks 40th out of the 50 states in childhood well-being. This is based on parental employment, educational achievement, and health care accessibility. Dr. Scotty Day of Kentucky Children's Hospital proposed a solution. He said that to improve children's well-being, the state should invest more in child care programs, poverty alleviation, substance abuse and violence prevention, and health care. While these are all important, Dr. Day misses something fundamental, healthy homes. The health and well-being of future generations has declined along with the disappearance of the natural family as God designed it, which at the core is a married father and mother. Without stability in the home, the most important social institution of all, all other efforts will fall short, including 
expanding social services. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. That is the Commonwealth Minute. Kentucky is 40th out of 50 in child well-being, and they attribute that to the traditional home, the traditional family, the biblical family being decimated, which means that, uh, you know, you got one parent raising children, you got, uh, you know, uh, two women raising a child or two men raising a child, that the leaving of the biblical family has attributed to Kentucky being 40th out of 50. And, you know, that is, uh, that is uh, no doubt something that is, uh, if you did a research of all the other states, uh, I'm sure West Virginia's in there. I'm sure that uh, all the others that are really um, like uh, out there, you'll probably find like California and uh, other places like that, that just the traditional biblical family has been decimated. And also, if you think about it, uh, why would uh, any families really be blessed if you're walking away from the only thing that keeps you blessed, the Word of God, the Lord? You know, it's, it's something when you look at the world in which we live today, how many people don't even believe in God? You know, used to, back in the day, you could talk to about anybody. And they would say, oh, yeah, I've heard of Jesus, and I've heard of, heard of a higher power. And uh, you'd be surprised how many people in our day have never heard about Jesus. So it kind of means that we need to be like the disciples, and we need to go and try to tell people about Jesus. And you might say, well, everybody I talk to knows Jesus. Well, you're not talking to the right people. You're talking to the people that you know goes to church or you know has been raised around uh, a Bible Belt area. That's kind of what we are. We're in a Bible Belt, uh, which means that uh, we we believe in God. And, um, you know, uh, it's just amazing that sometimes even here in the Bible Belt, you can talk to people and they don't know who Jesus is. Very sad situation. But you know what? That's why we're called to do what we do. Uh, We're called out of sin, not just so we can sit on a pew and look pretty on Sunday and handsome on Wednesday. We're called out of sin so we can go and tell others about the one who saved us, the one who blessed us, the one whom we serve, and that is Jesus Christ. So tell somebody today, about Jesus. I challenge you to tell somebody about Jesus. Well, it's 1028 in the AM. Looks like it's heated up to about 78 degrees outside. And looking at our current weather, you can uh, see that it is uh, still uh, trying to push some rain into our area. And uh, looks like that maybe just the mountains might keep it from being too Bad, but uh, if that keeps coming down uh, our way, I'm pretty sure some of that's going to make it into our area. In fact, I think there's an 
8% chance of precept. And uh, this is where, uh, you know, if, if you um, look at that little number right there, that's uh, the 88% right there that uh, it's, it, it could rain, 88%. And tomorrow, or that's Saturday, I'm sorry, I'm all the way up into Saturday. I forgot to scroll it back. Let's get back here. Yeah, 94. Only a 25% chance. Here we go. We'll get it right. Only a 25% chance. 80% tomorrow. Yeah, they was going to deliver my little tiny house tomorrow, but uh, if it rains, I'd say they will not. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, let's see. It is 1029. It's time for us to take a little break. And the reason we take a break is we got to clear up the lag so we can record our teaching sessions. Put them on the archives. People can watch them on their own time. So don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic. And Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. I'm Richard D. McKinney, pastor of Cornerstone Apostolic Church and Pipeful Apostolic Church and your host for the teaching today. And we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us for the study. And we want to pick up in a new chapter uh, and a new book today as we are getting ready to study in the book of Jude. And uh, Jude just has one chapter 
And we're going to begin at verse number one today. And it says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God, that the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ, and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Now, I want to stop right there because there's a lot to cover in this uh, just opening statements of Jude. Of course, uh, as we uh, get ready to study uh, this new uh, book, I want to uh, give you just a little bit of history. But let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless the teaching today as we study lesson number 1068. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Lord, I thank you for being our help, our hope, our strength, everything we need, we find in you. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless us as we study your word today, that you will help us to rightly divide the word of truth and expound it fully so that we will all leave this broadcast with more knowledge than we came. Help us to apply it to our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, you know, uh, the address or the greeting uh, that uh, is given uh, is Jude's object in writing. Uh, warning against seducers in doctrine and practice from God's vengeance on apostates or unbelievers. Uh, Israel, uh, you know, had uh, just fallen. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, description of these bad men in contrast to uh, like Michael and and uh, just different ones like Cain, Balaam, and, and Corey. Um, Enoch's prophecy as to uh, preserving their own faith. So we're instructed to earnestly contend for the faith. Now, one commentary says this, that since it opens up and says Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, uh, we understand that Jude was a uh, a servant, a saint of God, uh, someone who was serving the Lord. And so uh, he was giving some instruction to those that uh, knew uh, the common salvation. And, and by common salvation, you know, there's a lot of people that says you can be saved this way, or you can do this and be saved, or you can uh, you know, get to heaven this way. We read about it in the Word of God. Uh, just take, for instance, in Genesis, uh, when uh, the Tower of Babel was being built, they wasn't building it for a housing complex. They was trying to build their way to heaven. And uh, so um, when you look at, at history, man has always tried to find 
and I don't understand this, another way to get to heaven, whether it's doing less than what the Bible says or doing something different than what the Bible says. I don't understand why people can't just grab the Bible, read it, and say, oh, this is what it takes to be saved, and do it. It's that simple. Peter stood up because the question was not what do we need to do to join your church. Uh, The question was not to Peter, what do we need to do so we can come in the upper room? But they said, what must we do to be saved? And Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I think that's so important that we continue to talk about the common salvation. Remember, the word common means something that has been uh, you know, accepted and proved and is agreeable among God's people. Um, and so he wasn't belittling salvation, saying it, it's just a common salvation, like common people. Uh, it, was, it was something that everyone that was serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember when they preaching truth is all about Jesus? Well, that's the common salvation. And so he said this. He said, first of all, he was a servant of Jesus, so we know he is a child of the Lord. Also, he is a brother to James. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, brother of James, who was widely known as, as maybe the bishop of Jerusalem and brother of the Lord. Uh, but we find this uh, interesting because he could either be a cousin or a stepbrother, uh, could have been a son of Joseph, some commentaries say by a previous marriage or another, um, you know, marriage. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just not sure all these commentaries speculating if it's even worthy to be mentioned, what they speculate. Um, when it says brother of James, that's what I take it as. And then we find it says to whom, uh, to them whom are uh, sanctified, that are sanctified, and and sanctified is a, is a word that is um, something not mentioned much today. We talk about being saved, but uh, back in the day when you ask somebody to testify, they say, I thank the Lord I'm saved and sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost. Well, sanctified means this. It means holy, to make holy, to purify, to consecrate, Um you know, when we start serving the Lord, it's more than just saying, I'm going to church. It's more than just saying, oh, I, I went to the altar. It's about cleaning your life up. It's about change. It's about doing things that's going to get you to a place of holiness. And, and that's what he said. He said, you know, to them that are sanctified. And so I want to kind of uh, bring this up. And if I can go back to verse number one, um, it says to them that are, and there's that word sanctified. It's interesting that when you see that word sanctified, that uh, people just kind of brush that off as just another word, another common word, if you will, um, that goes along with being saved. 
but they don't really understand what it means. And it just simply means to make holy. It comes from a Greek word, which is uh, hegiadzo, and it, it means holy, to make holy, purify, consecrate, mentally to venerate, hallow, and sanctify. So when you talk about sanctification, you're talking about being holy. We still got to talk about being sanctified today. We still got to talk about being holy. We still got to talk about being separate. That did not just dissipate from Paul's day to our day. That just didn't dissipate from Jerusalem to America. We got to understand it's still in effect for us today. So with that said, he begins to identify himself, and he's telling us who he's speaking to. He's speaking to them who have, uh, you know, been sanctified, set apart, holy, uh, purified, people who are serving the Lord. That's who he's talking to. He's not talking to the world. And then he just begins to say these words, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Oh, we need that today, don't we? We need mercy. And in order to receive mercy, you need to show mercy. Mercy is not uh, something you do when you want to compromise. Oh, well, I didn't want to tell them they was doing wrong. I showed them mercy. No, mercy is something you show somebody that is trying their best to get their life lined out, and you're patient with them, and you're trying to instruct them, and you're trying to help them get on the right path. We were shown mercy by the Lord, which simply means the Lord— uh, showed us mercy when we didn't deserve mercy. Uh, we make mistakes. We we uh, fall. We falter. We we come short of His glory, and uh, He shows us mercy. Oh, I'm glad for mercy. So Jude is now telling the people that are saved, sanctified. He's saying mercy unto you. And he's also saying peace and love. Oh, we need peace and love. No, this is not the hippie movement of people standing, passing out flowers, saying peace and love. No, this, this is a kind of a salutation, a greeting, if you will, that we should give all God's people peace to you, love to you. And, and, you know, if you start talking in that manner, there's going to be some people going to look at you and say, oh, they're off their rocker. They're walking around talking, uh, you know, mercy and peace and love to people. But shouldn't we have love toward one another? That's what the Bible says. Shouldn't we have peace that surpasses all understanding? That We shouldn't be the ones falling apart mentally or emotionally or uh, any other way. We have peace that surpasses all understanding. That's why when things go crazy in our life, we don't just throw ourselves on the ground and kick and scream and do what I refer to so many times as a Three Stooges 360 tantrum on the floor. We deal with it. Why? Because we have peace. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. You see, peace, peace, 
Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So peace be multiplied. Mercy be multiplied. And love be multiplied. Not just multiplied, uh, but he says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. And that's that's kind of what I want to look at because um, when you talk about uh, the common salvation, it's very important to understand that uh, it's shared by all. It, it's not looking at it as being something less or something simple uh, or uh, undesirable. It's, it's not talking about saying that you can get saved by, you know, uh, just uh, calling on the name of the Lord, or you can get saved just by going to church and shaking the preacher's hand. You know, people's built religion on that, that if you just go and shake a preacher's hand or if you go and, and kiss uh, uh, the ring or the hand of, of, the, of a church leader that somehow you're going to be saved. Um, there's a common salvation that applies to all. And that's why I think Jude mentioned that because of all the things that are mentioned in the world, how many, how many ways can you think of right now that people think they can be saved? Oh, I could name several right now. And uh, you would know who it was connected with, whether it was connected with a organization or a church or, or who it's connected with. But there's only one way to be saved. There's only one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we, if we get to heaven, it's going to be through Jesus, right? No man can come to the Father except by me. We understand that if we're going to get to heaven, we're going to have to go through Jesus Christ. And that's the common salvation. Remember, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, John's teaching the same thing. Peter was teaching the same thing. Uh, Paul's teaching the same thing. Hold on to what you've been taught. Don't let it slip. The truth is in Jesus. Uh, you know, teach and preach the doctrine of Christ. And Jude isn't changing anything either. He calls it the common salvation. So we can look at different ways of expression. It's just like if you start to express uh, your way of expressing yourself, maybe you're from a different state, a different country, your way of expressing the same thing may sound different, but it's still the same thing. And that's what Jude was doing. It's the common salvation. Now, he says that uh, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. He gave all diligence. Now, that in the uh, New Living Translation, it says, Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else. He was just writing. He said, I wanted to write a letter to remind you of this common salvation we all have. Why would he do that when people already had salvation? We all need to be reminded. So if a preacher gets up and preaches on holiness, separation, consecration, uh, sanctification, and all these things, and, and then a month later he's back up preaching the same thing again, 
Don't look at him and say, that's all he wants to talk about. Because many times we have to keep telling and reminding people, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is our mission in life. So what? who are we? We're the people of God. What do we do? We come out from among the world to be separate. We, we try to purify ourselves and get clean and, and stay away from things that would taint our uh, thoughts of Jesus or our walk with the Lord. And what is our mission? To go out and tell others about Jesus. Well, when you look at that, you begin to see that uh, Jude wanted to uh, just, you know, write to them about that common salvation just to remind them. But he said, I had to change what I wanted to write about. Uh, I can't write right now about the common salvation. I've got to write about something else. You need to defend the faith, the common salvation, the, the, the faith that was once delivered to you. Earnestly contend. Now, contend is a um, pretty powerful word because contend uh, comes from a Greek word which simply means um, this. It means to struggle for. To uh, contend for it means to struggle for, uh, which is, which is almost it's an action word. It's a verb. Uh, it, it means to to do something to protect the faith, to not argue or fight, but to stand and not back down. Keep telling people about the faith. Keep telling people what it takes to be saved. Keep telling people about the common salvation. But he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to understand that it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. you got to keep telling people what it takes to be saved. Earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly contend for, you know, uh, the common salvation. Earnestly contend for who Jesus is. If we're not careful, we won't even fight for the name of Jesus. We won't even uh, mention or contend or uh, talk to people about the name of Jesus. So Jude is saying, Let's. I want to talk about common salvation, but let's talk about earnestly contending for the faith. Let's talk about that. So with that said, um, we find that uh, we are to defend the faith that was entrusted to you and God's people. We got to defend it. You got to defend the Bible. You got to defend what your church preaches and teaches. As long as it's biblical, defend it. Now, if you're in one of these uncommon salvation, you know, if there's a common salvation, there's got to be an uncommon view of salvation. That's right. So somebody that has an uncommon salvation is somebody who thinks they can build a tower to heaven. They can work their way into heaven 
oh, well, I do this, 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 and this for the church, so I'm bound to be going to make it into heaven. No, you still have to pray. You still have to come out from among the world. You still have to be sanctified or cleansed or purified. And uh, some people says, well, you know, I don't believe you have to be baptized in Jesus' name. Well, uh, that's an uncommon view if you say that I can be baptized in any other way other than the name of Jesus. Because if, if you think in those terms, what you're going to do is you're going to think that you can be baptized, which is a popular way. You might even think you can be sprinkled. And you might even think that you can just be uh, water poured over your head. And that's baptism. Um, but it's not. I remember I was talking to the chaplain at, at the hospital, and uh, one of um, the people there wanted to be baptized. And, and uh, we was talking to the chaplain, and, and uh, we were saying, you know, we need to uh, baptize this person because they're very ill and they may not live very much longer. And uh, I remember the, the chaplain said this, oh, well, pastor, here, here's the way we do it. Um, if someone is sick and bedfast, we, we like to just take and, uh, and uh, you know, sprinkle them or just pour water over them in their bed. And I said, well, we don't baptize that way because baptism is taking someone completely underwater. And I explained that to him. I said, we have to have them taken completely underwater. Well, he didn't like that answer. But being a chaplain of the hospital, he uh, went ahead and, and made preparations to have the baptistry filled up so we could baptize this person. But you see, it would have been easy to say, yeah, this person's sick and this person's uh, not able to be moved much and just use another way of baptism, that would be uncommon because the common salvation is repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter said it. The rest of the apostles stood with him. And every time you find somebody being baptized in the book of Acts, they were baptized in Jesus' name. Now, with that said, we all have to look at why Jude said, I've got to now... Uh, kind of, I wanted to write to you about the common salvation, but now we just need to earnestly contend for the faith. People's not even having faith anymore. They're not even believing that Jesus is the only way to heaven anymore. They're not even believing that, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So he says, we have to earnestly contend for the faith. I think that's what we need to do today. I think we need to earnestly contend for the faith. I think we need to, uh, you know, uh, stand for what we know the Bible says about salvation. I don't care if it's your grandma, your uncle, or your uh, best friend that comes to you and says, uh, I don't think that you have to even get baptized. I know people that believe you can make it to heaven without being baptized. You know, they'll go and pray with them at church or at, uh, not at church, but at the hospital or at home where they're sick, but they'll never convince them, now you need to be baptized. And and that's not, that's not common. 
That's not earnestly contending for the faith. That's not standing for the word of God. It's great to pray with someone, but you've got to tell them the plan of salvation. Don't make them feel comfortable in one step. Help them to understand if they want to make it to heaven. And you know how many times have people been at the end of their life? And I remember talking to one one person one time, and and uh, they were not given very long to live, and I was talking to them about praying, and and uh, they said, yeah, you know, I, you know, I pray a little bit here and there, but um, you know, that's um, I'm not really, you know, serving the Lord. That's basically what they said to me, and I said, well, you need to pray. And then you need to uh, repent, of course, and you then you need to be baptized. And um, I never will forget, he looked at me and he said, Pastor, there's no use for me to get baptized if I don't want to pray. No use for me to get baptized here at the end of my life. After I've wasted my whole life and done what I've done and come up to the end of my life, there ain't no use for me to pretend like I'm serving the Lord and get baptized. He had that strong a conviction because he knew truth. He knew the common salvation. He knew the faith. But he said, there's no use for me to get baptized. Um, Sometimes people don't believe you have to be baptized to be saved. And if we're not careful... We will enable that because we will pray with them and get them repenting. And I know people that, uh, you know, they died, they didn't get baptized, and the preacher stands up at the funeral and says, oh, I prayed with them and they prayed so good, so I know that they're in heaven. Well, I'm not their judge and you're not their judge, but we do must, we must stand for the common salvation and the faith, earnestly contend for the faith. You can't change something once somebody dies. That's like a a young couple. They struggled. They struggled. They struggled with uh, a lot of things. And uh, they wanted to get baptized. And uh, I looked at them and I said, you you know, you you believe Jesus is your Savior and you've repented of your sins and you love Jesus. And yeah, yeah. I said, okay, we'll baptize you. And so I baptized them, and it wasn't just a few days later. It could have been a week, could have been two weeks, but it's just a few, a short time later. He was killed in a car accident, but he wasn't dead immediately when he wrecked. The car was laying on its top and had him pinned in, and uh, he was he was taking his last breath. And another woman who earnestly contends for the faith went to him and uh, got there at the car wreck and knelt down and prayed with him again. Now, there's no way that guy could have been baptized. If we hadn't have baptized him prior to that car wreck, there was no way he could have been baptized that day. And Jesus himself said, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. So don't have blood on your hands. Don't tell people they can get to heaven any other way. They've got to go through the name of Jesus. 
We've got to earnestly contend for the faith. We've got to talk about the common salvation. I want to close with that, and that's in, in verse number three that we, uh, we'll pick back up tomorrow. But uh, I thought about this and thought how important it is that we today still do the same thing Jude want, wanted to do in his day. Not only talk about the common salvation, but to also, and that's to remind people that love Jesus about what it is to be saved and sanctified and purified and all these things, how to live your life. That's basically what it's talking about. But also we're to earnestly contend for the faith. we got to tell people you can't get to heaven any other way. You can't change what the Lord has settled in heaven. We must follow the word. Are you following the word? Well, I pray that you are, and I pray that... uh, as we come to a close, that uh, as we pray that you will earnestly contend for the faith and that you will, you will, uh, you know, stand for the common salvation. I think that's important that we um, understand that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer in closing today. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for the teaching today. Thank you for Brother Jude who, being inspired and moved upon to write to the people that love you about the common salvation and about earnestly contending for the faith. Help us, Lord, that we will stand for your word. We will stand for the faith. We will stand for the common salvation. Help somebody today who's compromised Help somebody today who's let down. Help somebody today who thought it wasn't important that they will understand how important it is to stand for the common salvation and earnestly contend for the faith. For it's in Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. Amen. That will wrap up our teaching session today. I hope that you have enjoyed the broadcast today as we have brought you just a little bit of church everyday home Bible study, 21st century style. And um, as we come to a close, well, we want to remind you that uh, the the, um, trivia question is up and running. For what activity was Dorcas admired? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. We'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. 
The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.